nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? Do you not see how haphazard this audit is? The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. And we will turn to Tom Korski to get those answers. He is, of course, managing editor of Black Lock Supporter. And my goodness, Tom, you did not disappoint today. Well, we do our best, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm like, oh, that's a, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, let's start with the one that I'm not surprised by it, but I'm really thoroughly disgusted. Um, but you managed to finally follow the dollar to find that a million college and university students cashed in on uh, relief checks from the pandemic. Stats Canada, I guess, releasing figures. And uh, this did not include benefits paid to almost, wait for it, 318,000 high schoolers as young as 15 who got this stuff? A lot of kids uh, post-secondary in, in that cohort, only a third. Yeah. Did, you think Mommy and Dearest uh, helped them pay, do that paperwork? Yeah, what, 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 were they, <laughs> what were they thinking? You know, mm. the auditors to this date have never explained under this one program, and there were others, the wage subsidy that paid $100 yeah. billion, including uh, the money that went to the local branch of the Bank of China and insolvent mm -hmm. Canadian companies. Canada Emergency Response Benefit, those famous $2,000 checks, auditors to this date have never explained the spectacular cost overrun. How spectacular was it? Bill Morneau, on the day, said this is going to cost $24 billion, and it came in at about $83 billion. There were more people who received checks, three times more than were actually unemployed in the worst days of the pandemic in 2020. It's never been explained. This is a start. So you had, as you mentioned, over a million post-secondary college university students who applied for funding and got it. Yeah. Even though the, the AG, a couple of months ago before Christmas, and it was pretty much met with a shrug, questioned $32 billion in, in this pandemic relief spending that, you know, they don't know if it's bad spending or not, but they know that's very questionable. And, and at the time, the takeaway was, well, um, they didn't bother to get social insurance numbers for a lot of this, Tom, because why would you do that in 2022? But, you know, the bottom line is the, the CRA is running out of time to go and find these people to get the money back. And there doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of hunger. Like, I don't know why Jagmeet Singh's not going out and pounding the pavement to find this money. But this is money that could actually help those in need, not 15-year-old high school kids. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It was all borrowed money. I hope those kids remember that as they pay the interest on the bonds for the next 40 mm. years through their careers in the workforce. Every penny was borrowed. Uh, the waste was spectacular. Yeah, it's utterly infuriating, infuriating that uh, Morneau uh, spent less time worrying about his book than uh, putting in guardrails to make sure that there were precautions put in to, for, for the cheaters that everybody and their mother knew would come forward when free money was offered. However, um, this one also a really, really consequential, big, big, big headline that you guys found. And I think it's very telling. But uh, this one coming from our friend, Natural Resource Minister Jonathan Wilkin, who says, well, the green economy, it's going to require workers with green skills. But, you know, you can go on and be a janitor and truck driver. But they're looking at uh, throwing out 2.7 million Canadians whose jobs are going to be disrupted by climate policy. So essentially, if you have a job that is not a green job, they are saying you either adapt, retrain, or you're gone. It's blood-curdling, Alex. These are their figures. They have withheld these figures for eight years when they talked about just transition to the workers' paradise under climate change programs. It's absolutely blood-curdling. You're talking about pretty much the industrial workforce 
in our country, these are the only private sector workers on the whole who have union benefits in Canada, food processing, manufacturing, oil and gas, you go down the list. And what's going to happen to these people when they go to uh, enforce their emissions targets? And uh, this memo from the Department of Natural Resources says, you know, there will always be people in our country who can get a job Uh, Even if they don't have green skills, as you mentioned, one of them might be janitor. Wouldn't that be great? You could push a broom or you could drive a truck for a solar panel company. You know what? They didn't even get that right, Alex. Guess what? Concentration camps in China, this is a demonstrable fact, are one of the leading producers of polysilicone solar panels. They have been busted by U.S. Customs for using slave labor. You're not even going to get a job pushing a broom and a solar panel plant because we're never going to compete with Chinese slave labor on that. It's absolutely, it's horrific, this memo. Yeah, and, and I think it needs to be pointed out, and I don't know, maybe you can explain, like, is this like an internal memo um, that they're thinking about, or this is what they actually pl- plan to enforce with this transition, but we're not talking just Alberta jobs, we're talking across Canada, they see the loss of $2.7 million as completely justifiable to, f- to justifiable to fulfill their green ambitions. Absolutely, transportation, manufacturing, uh, construction, uh, food processing. One of the largest employers in the country. That's every province has a food processor, agricultural and seafood products. Alex, this is the plan. <laughs> Wilkinson has talked about, well, we're going to introduce legislation. He's been talking about that for two years. They've said they have to introduce legislation this year. Their proponents have never explained what's the holdup on this just transition legislation, which is supposed this pie in the sky. You're going to pay for job training for now, they say, over two and a half million industrial workers. Well, now we know what the holdup was. Because it's yeah, well, shopping. You're talking well, about <laughs> destroying the economy. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I and I would suggest maybe throw politicians into the category because there there's no one more full of hot air and garbage than uh, the politicians of today with this nonsense. So that is one worth uh, no question worth watching. And then you know um, when it comes to their green ambitions, and this is what drives me crazy about this government is that they don't make policy based on data. It's whatever plays well in the headlines. Actually, uh, Mr. Morneau wrote about that in his book that he was reading or writing uh, while he should have been focusing on CERB payments. But there is no evidence on a federal ban of everyday plastic products to actually reduce plastic politicians. Uh, And this is the Department of Environment admitting uh, that an internal report actually contradicts claims by Minister Guibault. Um, So here they are banning all the single-use plastic. It's not going to do a damn thing. And they know it, and this is their own auditors telling them. You say, well, how is that possible if you're going to ban half a dozen single-use plastic products, which Gibo's department is going to start enforcing at the end of this year? These are the six-pack rings, the straws, the the, uh, single-use plastic bags at the grocery store. Well, if you ban those, by the way, cost to consumers, their figure, over $200 next year, cost to administer, their figure, over $64 million, this is a quarter billion dollars this has cost so far. That's, that's money. How can it not reduce plastic pollution? Well, science could have told them that. It's called the Marine Pollution Bulletin. It's a, periodic, uh, it's a periodical peer-reviewed essays by environmental scientists. They said last year, guess what, McFly? 
the things you are banning are not the things that people throw out. It turns out that most maritime plastic pollution are wrappers and bottle caps. Guess what's not banned? Wrappers and bottle caps. I, I know, I know. It's it's like they read the big little book of environmentalism and they got the wrong message. All that yeah. money and it will not reduce plastic pollution. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a Kreskin prediction. That's actually going to make it worse because now you get these bulky reusable bags, uh, which you can't pick up your dog's poop in. But now I got like everyone's got like a thousand of these things. And those things are going to clog up the uh, landfills because it just is a reality. People aren't walking around with the same bag every day. Maybe a few people are, but but most aren't. Uh, It's ludicrous. But um, I wanted to get this one in because I'm not sure where it's going. But I think if you're a snowbird, you'd want to know because the CRA is expanding searches on uh, taxpayers' titles in the United States. So if you've got a little vacation uh, property, uh, they might want to keep an eye on that. This is new, correct? Oh, they're expanding the search. They're looking at six years worth of land title records in the United States. They're hiring contractors six years worth. And they want everything, names, addresses, uh, property tax assessments, what's up while the government's broke. They are desperate for money, and they know that everyone, every tax filer knows the sale of a second property, not your primary residence, is taxable in Canada. If you happen to sell that condo in Albuquerque, are they going to know? Well, they're trying to find out now because uh, every dollar is on the table now. They're, these, they, they need money. <laughs> the government of Canada needs money desperately, and they're searching. I have an idea. Go after the people that stole CERB or, yeah. or oh, anything oh. else from the... Now you're talking. Now, yeah, but that's hard. <laughs> this is easy. I don't know. The Panama Papers? I don't know. I'm going to throw a whole bunch out they could go after. But, you know. All right. Well, I can't say you weren't warned. And you you have, of course. Uh, Blacklocks has talked a long time about, um, you know, this investigation by the uh, CHMC. They've been talking an awful lot about capital gains on principal residents here. So that is something uh, also where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, Tom, I'm out of time or I'd, I'd give you a lot more. Appreciate it always. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski. Never fails to deliver with Black Locks Reporter. <laughs> Subscription base, sorry. And they are worth uh, every dollar because they do deliver.